If our hearts have goodness to one level, then they're raised to that of a celestial being. And so how do we choose to get to there, to these heaven realms? Well, it depends upon how we practice what we do. It's just like those of you who have chosen to come here to offer food to the monks on alms rounds, to chant, to sit in meditation, listen to the Dhamma, to all of these skillful activities, to develop your minds uh, from one which is absent of virtue to one which is endowed with virtue, and to have generosity, to have this morality. Um, this is choosing the path of development, choosing uh, that which will take us up to these heavenly realms. And so a mind like this will also be possessed with Dhamma. It's a mind of happiness, the mind of a deva. So we choose this path ourselves, this walkway, and we walk along it. But other people, they choose to go a different way. And uh, so we need to ask ourselves, where are we going? There are those people who don't have morality. And in that case, then their hearts fall to a level that is lower than the human. And they go down into the animal realms, into the hungry ghosts, or into hell. And these are states which are very hot. There's a lot of suffering and pain in the mind. And that's something that we're able to choose as well. That's a choice that we can make. And if people do choose that route, it shows that their minds are just following their emotions, their desires. And so they get born uh, according to that. It shows that they aren't able to contemplate with mindfulness and wisdom. So in order to choose the path that we're going to take through life, and to choose that well, we need wisdom. We need to contemplate and ask ourselves which way is safe, which way will lead our minds to have happiness as well. And then once we've found that path, then we take it. We train our minds to have samadhi, to be gathered together and be firm. And if they're very firm, then this can take our minds to the level of a Brahma. But the chances of us getting that high is quite difficult because most of you have a lot of duties, you have a family, there's much work to do. But we need to try to, to develop our minds to the level of the Deva, that which is exalted, that which has these qualities of Hiri and Otapa, a fear of wrongdoing and a wholesome or a skillful shame of that. And so a human is that which is high. And to have this humanity, we need to keep the five precepts and to have these uh, complete. And so humans are also, or well, this humanity, um, in order to, to reach that, there needs to be a certain degree of building up goodness. And we also need to have a certain degree of wisdom as well to see the danger in not keeping sila, 
And so both for those who have ordained and for the laity, um, they need to see this danger, the harm in taking intoxicants. And giving up alcohol is something that's very important. So even though some people haven't ordained externally, they've ordained their own hearts. Because really this ordination, it exists within the faith that we have and the virtue that we keep. And there are even some people who ordain as a monk for a while. They keep the 227 precepts, but when they disrobe, they go back to their old ways and they start drinking again. And people can be quite confused by this. That there was one monk who had ordained for a long time, and he'd even studied to the highest level of the, the Pali uh, course, or um, completed the highest level of the Pali examinations. But after this, he disrobed, and then he started drinking whiskey and beer. And the lay disciples of the monastery that he used to live in were very confused, were wondering how it was that he could study to such a high degree and be a monk for so long, but then go back to drinking alcohol. That he had already given up alcohol, but he had gone back to drinking again, and they just couldn't understand. But what we need to, to understand here is that he was a monk just through conventions. And then when he disrobed, he didn't have much mindfulness and didn't have much wisdom, so he started drinking again. His heart was on the level of a putujana, uh, someone who was thick with defilements. He wasn't yet a good being. So we read in the suttas that many devas, when they pass away, they get reborn into the lower realms. Um, and those who are able to get born as a human are very few. And this realm of humanity is a good future birth for a deva. That they wish for this, to get born as a human. Because having the body of a human gives one the opportunity to develop goodness and to go back into the heaven realms again. And then when they're back in the heaven realms and they can experience the happiness of being a deva. The human realm is really a good place for us to practice the Dhamma. It gives us the opportunity to see the Dhamma and to attain to the Dhamma. So we need to choose the path that we take through our lives. And if we choose well, then we'll choose the path of peace. And that which um, the mind doesn't get stuck to the left or to the right. And Nupucha once gave a simile saying that it's like a log that's floating down the Ganges. And if it doesn't get stuck on the left bank or the right bank, then it will flow into the sea. And so it's the same with the practice, but we try not to allow our minds to get stuck on the left or the right. And this is the Majjhima Patipata, the middle path of practice, that which will take us to seeing the Dhamma. And it's not necessary to ordain to practice this. And lay people can do that as well. Externally, they can live the lay life, but internally, they have Dhamma. And so we should all be devoted to this, to abandoning evil things, to giving rise to skillfulness, 
keeping the five precepts, seeing the danger in not having sila. And if we do this, then we are a kalyanachana, a good being, one whose mind is significantly higher than a putujana. So there's a comparison that could be made uh, of this level of mind to a fruit that's ripe, that it has a sweetness to it, it's firm and it's fragrant as well. So just like if we have, or if we're devoted to all of the aspects of the path, uh, to sila, to samadhi and to panya, it's just like this ripe fruit that's sweet and firm and fragrant. So our minds become like this as well. So we have to choose which way we're going to practice. Um, and if we choose well, then we'll get born internally as a human and then as a deva. And so we should really start on this path of practice. But if we choose the path of chaos, then we'll get born as an animal. And animals are those who have weak mindfulness. There's a very strong sense of ego, of self. And they aren't able to stay within the bounds of the precepts. Whenever they feel greed, then that greed is very intense. The anger that they feel is very strong. and The delusion is intense as well. And they're just not able to control themselves because their mindfulness is too weak. And they don't have um, much opportunity at all to study or understand the Dhamma. But there are some very few animals who do have enough bhairami to understand the Dhamma. But these are very special beings. Um, those who, even though they've been born physically as an animal, their minds are on a very high level. Those who have built up a lot of bhairami in the past. And just like uh, the bodhisattvas, who get born as animals. And there's a story uh, in Lumpur Man's biography about a fish. And uh, this fish was actually a bodhisattva, and it had been caught. And the people who caught it uh, were, the next day they were planning to cook it up, to throw it in the curry pot and make a curry out of it. So this fish came into the dream of one of Lumpur Man's disciples, who was also practicing, or who had practiced on this bodhisattva path as well. And in this dream, the fish told this disciple of Lumpur Man uh, exactly where it was, the exact address, which village, which house it was in, and said, please help me because I'm going to die tomorrow if you don't. So the monk, he was skeptical as to whether this fish really was a bodhisattva. So he said, well, if you are, then chant for me. And so the, the fish chanted Namotasa and then Itipiso. And after this, the monk was certain that this fish really did have a lot of irony. So in the morning, as soon as he got up, he went to the house that this fish had told him about. And he organized for the fish to get bought. He saw those very beautiful and had this white color. And um, afterwards, he was able to release it. So we see that even though externally uh, this being was a fish, but internally uh, it had developed its mind to a very high degree. 
but it's difficult to find animals like this. And mostly those who get born to that level have a lot of greed, hatred, and delusion. And there's very little mindfulness in that state. Animals experience a lot of difficulty in their lives. They have to go out searching for food. They have to protect themselves from all kinds of dangers. And it's very arduous. There's a lot of greed, hatred, and delusion in their minds. And uh, it makes things very difficult, much more difficult than the human realm. And they're not able to store their own food or grow their own food. And so another of Lumpurman's disciples, Lumpuchop, he recalled that in one of his previous lives, he was a bear. And he was really hungry, so he thought, well, what can I do? He needed to go out and find some food. And he went into a clearing where he saw uh, there were some pumpkins there, so he went to eat it. But it turned out that these pumpkins belonged to some villagers. And when they saw this bear eating their food, they went out with knives and slashed him. And he experienced a huge amount of pain and suffering. So there's great pain in the animal realm. They're not able to own things like humans can. They can't go and plant vegetables like people can. And then with many animals, once they're born, they get used by humans to do all kinds of work. So it's very arduous in this realm. But what's even more difficult are the realms lower than that. Um, the hungry ghosts, the hell realms. Uh, the amount of suffering that beings experience in these places is millions of times greater. So those who have the fortune to be born as a human, it shows that we have created a lot of good karma. But will we always be born in this state? It's not sure. So the Buddha taught us to find a place that is sure. And we do this by practicing to abandon greed, hatred, and delusion, to make these things less and less, to get them as little as we can. And if we're going to reach a place where things are sure, that means that we have abandoned the sense of self. Because if we have a sense of self, then the defilements will grow. But if we contemplate and see into non-self, then the defilements will lessen, and our minds will be able to let go. And this is the path that leads us out of suffering, the path of abandoning evil, of developing skillfulness, of making the mind bright and clear. That which, in the end, will take us to seeing the Dhamma, to see the truth of this life. So for the laity, you need to be very firm in the practice of generosity and in sila, in building up goodness. So having uh, this dana, caring for the precepts, meditating often, because our life is not sure, but death is sure. So for those of you who only have a little bit, um, then can give just a little bit. For those who have much, can give a lot. And we do so following our means, following the energy that we have. And then we practice to allow our minds to abandon greed, hatred, and delusion. Because we see that this life must end in death. 
and we can't take anything along with us. And this is especially so for monks, that we really don't own anything. For lay people, you find, uh, or you work in order to gain money, and so can take ownership of things or come to uh, possess things. But really this is just a possession in terms of conventions. But in the end, you still have to leave it all behind just the same. So therefore we need to choose the path that we're going to take through life and choose this well. And for intelligence then we take the path that will lead our minds to peace. And this is the Noble Eightfold Path, that of Sila, Samadhi and Banya, a virtue of Samadhi, of collectedness of mind and of wisdom. And we contemplate this mind so that it doesn't get stuck to the left or to the right, because going to either of the, these extremes is the way of chaos, of agitation. But what we want is the middle way, the Majjhima Patipata, that of Sila, Samadhi and Panya, that which leads us to peace, to stillness. So may all of you develop and grow in the Dhamma.